0: This sermon is titled, Tenacious Faith. Be enriched as you listen.
1: The word of the Lord for 2024, we shared with us, we must conquer through faith. Conquer through faith. And we take our Jerichos, we subdue adversaries, subdue works of darkness. So this year, Get ready to take your Jerichos. Whatever God has appointed for you, whatever God has assigned for your life, you are going to go forward and take your Jerichos. You're going to subdue the works of darkness. And no work of darkness is going to stop you, keep you from taking your Jericho. Amen? But for this to happen, one of the things we said is we must build strong faith. And so we've been dwelling on that for a bit, for a few weeks. Very first week, Pastor Roshan shared with us that we must take God at his word in order to build strong faith. And then, he also sh- uh, then we shared last Sunday that we must act on God's word in order to build strong faith. And we want to add to that another aspect of building strong faith, which is to have Tenacious faith. Tenacious faith is faith that will not give up. So tell your neighbor, have tenacious faith. Faith that will not give up. That's the kind of faith we must have. Tenacious faith. And so we want to just consider that for a few moments this morning. And we're going to talk about three aspects of tenacious faith. Number one, tenacious faith is faith that will endure through hardships. Secondly, tenacious faith is faith that will endure through time. Thirdly, tenacious faith is faith that will endure through discouragement. So when you and I have faith, that will endure through hardships, that will endure through time, that will endure through all kinds of discouragements, our faith is tenacious. So let's think about these things. Tenacious faith, first one. Tenacious faith is faith that will endure through hardships. See, the Lord Jesus never taught us that just because you have faith in God, life is going to become so soft and comfortable like floating on a cloud and you'll just be floated directly into heaven. That's not the kind of life he said we'd have. Just because you have faith in God doesn't mean everything is going to be just nice and easy. No. When the Lord Jesus communicated to us about things about God's kingdom, he often used stories from our worlds to teach us about the kingdom of God, to teach us about how, the, how God works. And one of those stories that he used was the parable of the sower to teach us about the kingdom of God. And he said, you know, there's a sower who went to sow some seed and then explain to us the seed is the word of God. The seed is the word of God. So when you and I read the Bible or we hear the word of God being preached, it's the seed being sown into our lives because that is the way, one of the ways in which God works. He sows his seed into our lives, he sows his word into our lives like seed so that that word can produce. But in that explanation, in that context, Jesus said this, and I'm reading from Mark chapter 4, verses 16 to 17. Jesus said, These likewise are the ones sown on stony ground, who when they hear the word, immediately they receive it with gladness. And they have no root in themselves, and so endure only for a time." Afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. So, what's he saying? When God gives you his word, And you and I receive that word with gladness. We are so excited. God has spoken. You know, maybe it's a word from scripture. Maybe you hear it preached to you. Sometimes the Holy Spirit gives you a word. The word of God comes to you. The word of God just creates that sense of excitement. You're so excited. Wow, God spoke. God, thank you. But then he also said, something's going to happen. Persecution and affliction will arise. For the sake of that word. Meaning, you've heard the word, you're excited. My God shall supply all my need. My cup runs over. Uh, The Lord is my shepherd. I will not be in want. You'll be blessed coming in, you'll be blessed going out. You get so excited. Wow, thank you, God. God will bless my basket and my store. Wow, my, you know, God is going to do amazing things. He's going to bring provision in my life, abundance. You get so excited. Next thing, persecution and affliction arises for the Word's sake. Connected to that Word, you're seeing something happen in your life situations. Things are happening. Now, what causes those persecutions and afflictions to arise? One of the things, and I'm not saying the only, but one of the things is that the enemy, Satan, is going to test that word. It's going to come against that word. He doesn't want that word to produce in your life and my life. He doesn't like God's word coming into us because he knows better than us that that's the way God's kingdom operates. He knows many times better than the believer that when God wants to work in, in the lives of his people, he first sends his word. And so Satan makes every attempt to take that word away. And one of the ways he does it is by causing hardships, persecutions, trouble that are connected to the very promise that made you so glad. You got so excited about that word. You got so excited about the promise you heard. But (sniffs) persecution, troubles arising in line with the word. But that's when you and I must have tenacious faith in that word. Because you know that the God who cannot lie has spoken. Because you know that heaven and earth will pass away, but God's word will not pass away. You know that forever His word is already settled in heaven. There are no two ways about it. When God has spoken, it's settled, it's established. That's the way it's going to be. So just because some persecution, Hardships, afflictions arise for the sake of that word. You don't give up. You don't let go. That's tenacious faith. It's a faith that holds on to that promise. You hold on to that word. My God has spoken. I will not give up. I like how the gospel writer Luke records Luke chapter 8 and verse 15. He says this. But the ones that fell on the good ground are those who, having heard the word with a noble and good heart, let's read the rest of it, keep it and bear fruit with patience. So Luke says, you know, you, you hear the word of God. You're excited. You know, your heart is Filled with joy. It's a noble heart. A good heart. You receive that word. You embrace that word. You say my heavenly father has spoken. I receive it. It's a good word. And you embrace that word. But you got to do something more. You got to keep it. That word in the Greek. That word keep it. Means to hold on. To seize. To stay with. To retain. They keep that word. They hold on to that word. They have a tight grip on that word. They retain it. They don't let go of it. Persecution. Afflictions arising. Things that challenge the word. Things that may oppose the word. Things that may contradict the word. Things that may cause doubt and fear and anxiety. And may, may compel you to almost give up on that word. But the people who hear the word, who receive it, they hold on to it. And I'm not letting go. They seize it. And it says they bring forth fruit with patience. And that's tenacious faith. It's a faith that will not give up. So what is the promise that God is, that you are believing? Now all of us are in different seasons of life, so we've got different things that we've got to believe God for. What are you believing God for? Have tenacious faith. Don't give up. Hold on to that word. Even when hardships come, when persecution and afflictions arise for the sake of that word, you don't give up. You heard the word, my God will provide, and and suddenly you see like, maybe I don't have enough money in my bank account. What's happening? Hey, hold on to that word. Don't give up. Be tenacious in your faith. The second aspect of tenacious faith is tenacious faith, is faith that will endure through time. And that's very difficult for us. Because we want everything, and we want it now. Better better still, I want it yesterday. <laughs> that's kind of our culture. The world in which we are living. We want to have it fast, quick. But the way God works is quite different. He calls us to have faith. And he wants this faith to endure through time. He insists that aspect. The writer of Hebrews repeats this thought several times in in his letter. So Hebrews chapter 6 verses 11 and 12, after he has made mention of Abraham and how God dealt with Abraham, he goes on to write this. In Hebrews 6 verses 11 and 12, he says, And we desire that each one of you show the same diligence to the full assurance of hope until the end. That you do not become sluggish. Don't become lazy. Don't let spiritual lethargy set in. Do not become sluggish. But imitate those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. So it says imitate those. Follow the example of those kinds of people like Abraham. Follow the example of such people. Imitate them who through faith and patience. They possess the promise. They receive the promise. So he says, that's what God wants. But we have a problem. Because we know that actually God can do it right now. If God wants to fulfill his promise, he can do it right now. And yes, he can. And we don't understand why is it it taking so long. I believe. Why is it taking so long? I mean, God, I know you can do it right now. What's this big thing about waiting? I don't like it, God. I want it now. I know you can do it now. Why are you waiting? Why is this time element in? Why do you want me to have faith and patience? Why not just faith now? I like that now faith is, you know. But why not? Why faith and patience? Why? Because the Bible says, endurance builds character. There is no other way. Nobody can lay hands on you and give you character. Nobody can pour buckets of oil on you and bless you with character. Character is only developed through endurance. There's only one way. That means you. The formation of you as a person requires time. The formation of who you are, what you're becoming, requires time. Character. Endurance builds character. Romans 5, 4. So this endurance part is not for God's sake. God is not saying, hey, I'm working out in the gym. I'm building my strength. I'll come when I have enough strength. No, no, no. It's not that God's lacking something. He's got everything to do it right now. The endurance element is for your benefit and mine to form us into the likeness and image of his son Jesus. There's no other way. And so, we must have tenacious faith, the faith that, that, that endures through time. And while you're enduring through time, understand that you are being shaped and formed into the image of Jesus Christ. Are you with me? God is doing something. We'll continue in the book of Hebrews because, like we said, the the writer of Hebrews repeats this. He wants us to really get it. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, he repeats this. He says, let us read it out together, please. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Hold on to what you're saying about your hope in God, your trust in God, who God is to you and all of that. Hold on to it. Hold on to the confession of your hope. Why? Because God is faithful. He will come through. He is not going to back, back off from His Word. He will fulfill His Word. You just stay right there. Just hold fast to what you've been saying about your hope, your trust, your faith, and God, just hold on to it. Just stay with it. Hold fast to the confession of our hope because He who promises faithfully continues in that same chapter, verses 35 and 36. Therefore, do not cast away your confidence, which has great reward. For Let's read it together, please. For you have need of endurance. So that after you've done the will of God, you may receive the promise. So don't give up. Don't cast away your confidence. You've got that confidence in you. Hold on to it. Keep it in your heart. Don't discard it. Don't get rid of it. Keep it there. Because what you need is some endurance after you've done the will of God. So you say, God, I've done everything I know I have to do. I've done your will. I know I've done whatever you told me. Yeah. After you've done the will of God, what do you need? You need endurance. So that you can receive the promise. The confidence in you, it has great reward. The reward is there. So don't discard it. Don't get rid of that confidence. Keep it there. And just stay in that place of faith. You say, God, I know I've done everything I'm supposed to do. I've done your will. I'm living by your word. I'm just holding on to that confidence. Just stay in that place. Because after you've done the will of God, you need some endurance. You need to stay through time. Today, you stay in faith. Tomorrow, stay in faith. Day after tomorrow, stay in faith. You need some endurance that after you've done the will of God for you to receive the promise. The God who promised, He's faithful. He's not going to just walk away. No. But He wants you and me to demonstrate some endurance. This tenacious faith which stays through time. Amen? What are you believing God for? What has God spoken to you that he will do in your life? What is the promise that you're standing? I want to encourage you this morning. Keep standing. Don't get rid of that confidence. Keep that confidence there. Protect it. Guard it. Hold fast to the confession of your confidence, of your hope. Hold on to it. Don't change it. Because he, you promised, is faithful. He'll come through. So, but why is he taking so long? Well, like we said, endurance develops character, he's making you strong. And most of the time, when the promise comes, we need that strength to live that promise, to live that blessing. You don't waste it. We need that strength. And so he's getting you ready for it. Think about Abraham. I don't know why God took 25 years to give him a son. Oh, God, not 25 years with me. Why did God take 25 years to give Abraham a son? We don't know. But God is saying, follow his example. Because he, through faith and patience, received my promise. I'm not saying that in your life and my life it's gonna take 25 years. We don't know. For each one of us, it's something different. But follow the example of Abraham through faith and patience. He received the promise. Think about Caleb. Now Caleb's situation is interesting because it was not his fault. He was ready to obey God on day one. He said, let's go take the mountain. Let's go take the land because God is well able to give it to us. Let's go. But the people said, no, we can't. So Joshua and Caleb are ready, but the people said we can't. And so because of the people, he walked for 40 years around and around the same mountain. And then Caleb was 85. But look at his faith. At the age of 85, he goes to Joshua and he says, Joshua, you remember the day when you and I came, we saw this mountain and God spoke through Moses saying he'll give us this mountain? He said, today I am as strong as I was 40 years ago. That means my faith has not changed. It took a long time. It wasn't my fault. These people. But today, I'm ready. Give me this mountain. And the Bible says, he went, he possessed the mountain. He drove out the giants. I mean, like, can you imagine an 85-year-old pastor driving giants? I mean, 85. And he drove out the giants. He took over that mountain. And he made it. You know, a place of, of peace, of friendship. So we have these examples that you and I must follow. That brings us to the third point, that tenacious faith is faith that will endure through discouragement. By discouragement, I mean that sometimes people right around us, the things that people tell us, can sometimes discourage us, can sometimes put down our faith. But tenacious faith is faith that will stand through those kinds of discouragements. Sometimes they may not even know, or they may be just, you know, uh, having good intention and say things to discourage us. But tenacious faith stands through it. Like Caleb. He just held on. We just look at two other quick examples. In Matthew 15, we read about this Gentile woman, a a Syrophoenician woman. She comes to Jesus in Matthew 15, 21. And verse 22 says, she comes to Jesus and she cries out to Jesus. So obviously... Uh, She's heard about all that Jesus has been doing, and she comes to Jesus on behalf of her daughter who's troubled by demons. The Bible says in Matthew 15, 23, but he answered her, not a word. Imagine, you're coming to Jesus, and he's just keeping quiet. He didn't even say, hello, good morning, how are you? He answered her, not a word. I mean, she's coming and she's acknowledging who he is. Son of David. This is a Gentile. Acknowledging Jesus. Have mercy. Not saying a single word. Just silence. Have there been times in our lives when heaven seems Silent. Nothing. Not even a whisper. You're praying, you're worshiping, and it's silence from heaven's side. Not even an angel flapping their wings, nothing. No sound from heaven. He didn't even say a single word. And to make matters worse, the verse cont- make matters worse. Verse 23 continues. And his disciples said, "Lord, send her away." Jesus is keeping quiet, and the disciples are ready to get rid of her. Think about how discouraging that could have been. She would have just gone back home and said, "Sorry, daughter, I tried." He never said a thing. His disciples, saves me away. He didn't say. He didn't say anything. Disciples want to get rid of her. And then comes a bigger problem. Verse 24. It's a theological problem. Jesus said, verse 24. I'm just paraphrasing this. He says, hey, I just want to let you know. That right now, I'm only serving Israel. In other words, you don't qualify. Right now, I have come only to serve Israel. You're a Canaanite, a Gentile. You don't qualify. Theological problem. How discouraging this could have been. First, he's keeping quiet. Disciples want to get rid of her. And now there's a theological problem she has to work past. But what does she do? The next verse says, verse 25, Then she came and worshipped him. I don't know if I would have stayed that long. She's still there. And she's still worshiping. She worshiped him. I mean, he's keeping quiet. Disciples are chasing her away. He's put a theological barrier there. I'm only sent to the house of Israel. Like, I don't know if I can help you. I'm only sent there. And she's worshiping. Wow. Tenacious faith is faith that presses past discouragement. And as though, you know, Jesus is kind of explaining theologically, he goes on to tell her, Lady, listen. I cannot take the children's bread and give it to the dogs. Now it's like, let me explain this for you. I can't take what's on the table for the children and give it to the dogs. It sounds very insulting. I don't know how she took it. But think about how discouraging that would have been for her at that moment. He's explaining the theology. I can't take what's for the children and give it away to the Gentiles. It's meant for them. This healing, this miracle is meant for them. And in that moment, she speaks up. She's worshiping Jesus, and she speaks up and says, Yes, Lord, but the dogs can eat from the crumbs that fall from the master's table. In other words, Lord, give the bread to the children. Give me a crumb. Just give me a crumb. That's all. Keep the bread. Give me a crumb. And Jesus responds and says, Oh, woman, great is your faith. Great is your faith. Tenacious faith. Faith that would not give up. Even given all these things. The silence from the Lord. The disciples wanting to get her away. And this whole theological reason why she couldn't have it. That's explained further that I can't take what's on the table and give it to you. And she goes past all that. She says, Lord, just give me a crown. And he says, you've got great faith. Be it to you as you desire. How much of discouragement are you willing to press through? Especially when there are people around you telling you, you cannot have it, it cannot happen, it cannot be done. But you've got the promise of God. Hey, all these people are saying that, but the Bible says, The word of God says, are you and I willing to have tenacious faith? Faith that will press past all kinds of discouragement and say, oh God, you have spoken and you are my only hope. I know you will fulfill it. And may the Lord look at you and me and say, oh son, daughter, you have great faith. Be it to you. As you desire. Be it to you as you desire. Be it to you. Worship team, please come. Just one more example. In Matthew 20, very quickly, we see Jesus walking by the road to Jericho, from Jericho. He's walking, and there are two blind men. They hear that Jesus is passing by. They've probably been there before, I mean, Every day they have been begging for money, but this time Jesus is passing by. They're not interested in money. They want healing because they've heard this Jesus heals people. And so they cry out, Son of David, have mercy on us. Verse 31, Matthew 20, verse 31. What, does the, what do the multitudes do? What do the people do? Then the multitude warned them that they should be quiet. But they cried out all the more. Can you imagine? This must have been really intimidating. Two of them sitting there, you got this crowd of people saying, Choop! Say, Be quiet! I mean, it would have been very intimidating. Just two of you? I mean, if it was Bangalore, you better keep quiet. <laughs> and the crowds of people are saying, keep quiet. Don't make noise. Don't shout. Keep quiet. What did, what did they do? The Bible says there, but they cried out even... More. I wonder if our faith gets louder when there's all the discouragement. If the people are gonna discourage you, keep quiet. Don't ask, don't pray, don't believe. Is your faith gonna get louder and stronger? That's what these people did. They cried out all the more. Louder! Hey, this is our only chance. This is our only hope. Others can give us money, but only Jesus can give us healing. He's the only one. We can ask money from others. He's the only one who can give us healing. We can't lose this opportunity. We can't let this go. I cried out loud. Got his attention. Jesus stopped. What do you want me to do for you? Lord, that we may receive our sight. And he gave it to them. So the Lord is calling us to have tenacious faith. Tenacious faith is faith that endures through adversity, that endures through hardships. Even when persecution and affliction arise because of the word's sake, you hold on to that word because it is God's word. God is calling us to have tenacious faith and tenacious faith is faith that endures through time. You say, God, I'm going to stand on your word and I don't care how long it takes, even if it's going to be one day before I die, you'll find me still believing. I'm not going to move from this place of believing your word. I'd rather die believing than die in unbelief. It's better to die in faith than to die as an unbeliever, to die doubting. So, God, I'm here. I'm standing on your word. I'm decided that I'm going to stand on your word no matter how long it takes. Because tenacious faith is faith that endures through time, and tenacious faith is faith that endures through discouragement. No matter what people say. My God has spoken. His word makes me glad. His word is all I need. My God has spoken. Amen and then you say what should I do when I'm going through that discouragement when I'm going through the hardship when I'm going through that time of waiting when I'm going through that time of discouragement all these people what should I do? keep worshipping keep thanking God for His word keep declaring that my God is faithful keep declaring that God cannot lie that heaven and earth will pass away but His word will not pass away hold fast to your confession of faith that's it Keep worshiping. I mean, if this woman could worship, even in that moment of great discouragement, you and I can. We will keep praising God. We will keep saying, God, I love you. God, you are a good God. God, I thank you. You are a faithful God. Father, I thank you for your word. You keep worshiping. You keep worshiping. You keep worshiping. And you don't give up on His Word. That's what you do. Amen. And one thing we know. That God is faithful. God is faithful. Let every man be a liar. God alone is true. God alone is the one who cannot lie. Amen. Let's rise to our feet, please. As we take these next few moments as to Worship Jesus. Worship the Lord. Declare Him for who He is to us. What is it that you are believing God for? What is that promise or promises that you are standing on? Would you today make a decision that you are going to be tenacious in your faith? You're not going to be frivolous just here and there. No, 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 no. God, I'm going to have tenacious faith. I made up my mind and nothing is going to change that. This is my only hope. I'm just going to believe what you have spoken. That's enough for me, God. I'm going to have this faith even if I face afflictions and hardships because of the word. I'm gonna have this faith no matter how long it takes. I'm gonna have this faith in spite of all the discouragements and all the things that people are saying, I'm still gonna believe the voice of my heavenly father because my father means good for me. I'm gonna believe his word. I'm gonna believe his truth. But you tell God, I'm going to be tenacious in my faith. And God help me. God help me. Give me the grace to have tenacious faith. And just hold on to your word. As we worship. Lift up your heart to God, please.
0: You hold my every moment. You calm my rain. walk with me through fire and heal all my disease. I trust in You. I trust Oh mm-hmm.
1: Father, we just thank You for Your Word, that Your Word is truth. And Father, we pray that as Your people, we will have tenacious faith. May every heart, may every life here this morning be encouraged, be inspired to just believe Your Word. To hold on to your truth, to retain, to seize, to have a strong grip on your promises. And Father, in each of our lives, we declare that the words you've spoken will not go void, but it will accomplish what you have pleased, and it will accomplish. For the purpose with which you have spoken it, God. That healings will take place. Debts will be cleared. People will prosper. People will be promoted. The doors will be opened. Marriages will be healed. Children will be saved. Families will be blessed. And God, there will be growth and increase even as you have spoken, so shall it be done in our lives. That no word from God is void of power for fulfillment. That His word will not return empty. But it will prosper. It will accomplish that which he has purposed. So Father, in the name of Jesus, we declare divine favor on your people. That there will be unusual favor that will open unusual doors, unusual opportunities that will give your people access to unusual riches because of your favor upon your people. Father we declare upon your people that what eyes have not seen what ears have not heard that what man has not even imagined such things will take place in and through their lives because it is you who is at work according to your power that is at work in us mightily such things will take place we thank you Father We bless your name. Thank you. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit be with each of us always. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes and books, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, visit apcbiblecollege.org. Do remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the Apple or Google Play Store.